The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. Claire McKenna is here, presenter of Alive and Kicking, which you can listen to now as a podcast to talk about quiet quitting. What's quiet? I'm excited to talk about this because it has cropped up on my social media feeds, people talking about quiet quitting, and I had to go and Google it. I didn't yeah. know what they were talking about. Yeah, and there's no shame in that, Kieran. There's no shame at all. It's all there over the no place. There are no stupid questions. There aren't. And there are, though. Are there? There's always stupid questions. Well, when something's new, sometimes <laughs> you need to know it. I always have to do it to little abbreviations or little things that are doing the rounds in tech speak or whatever. But quiet quitting to those T- who don't uh, TLDR. Know. You know, too long didn't read. That For a long, long time, I didn't know what that meant. People were putting in tweets all the time. They'd have a link to a big, long article and would say uh, TLDR. And eventually I just kind of breezed over it and eventually I had to Google it. Oh, I much prefer people thinking I took the time to read everything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hold my hand up to that at all. So anyway, quiet Quiet quitting. To save you a Google, it's when people do what they have to in their job. So they stay under the radar. There's no red flags that they're not doing enough of their job, but they're just doing enough to get by. So either they've fallen out of love with the job, they don't feel valued. There is a cohort who suggests that where organisations have maybe let a team member go and not replace them and the other team members are supposed to pick up the rest of the work, they're like, do you know what, quietly... We're not going to be doing that. We're going to continue to do the job we were hired to do. And until we get extra money, we won't be doing extra work. So that gives sort of an explanation. But it's the rest of the people who've taken the foot off the gas. A lot because of burnout. They've just reached the end of their rope. Don't feel like they could go in and say, I'm struggling. I'm finding it difficult. So they start to set up their own boundaries. And I'd say a lot of it has to do with remote working. I mean, who really knows, depending on the job, once people are logged on, who knows what's happening behind the laptop? So it's just, just do just enough to get by, basically. Just enough to get by, which really, I think, in many ways, what's the issue? If you're doing your job to where it needs to be, because mm. we're talking in a more holistic way now. I mean, how many people have a job that they leap out of bed for in the morning and it completely fills them up? Lots of people do, but lots of people don't. It's a means to an end. They go in, they do the job, they get paid and they work to live rather than live to work. Well, when you say, well, what's the problem with doing just enough to get by? That's fine if your ambition in that job is just to get by. If it's to get ahead, then you're not going to progress very far in your career. And this is the part that really fascinates me because we are really selling this life to people of this perfect life and be the best and go as far as you can in life. And some Climb people that are mountain. like, I just think Slay I'll coast. Dragon. I'm just not bothered. I think I'll just coast along. I'm grand where I am and, you know, that's okay you with me. You sound like you're a fan. I, I just understand it. I mean, I'm a real... You're not a coaster. No, I'm a real goal setter and a real striver. But yeah. I don't know if that's a really positive energy sometimes because you, you get to the next goal and you're like, right, what's next? What's next? What's next? So that's human nature, Claire. People like you, people like you sailed across the Atlantic Ocean. People <laughs> like you landed on the moon. Do you know these quiet quitters? They were sitting on their arse back in Ferdinand and Isabella's court thinking, what's that clown Columbus doing sailing off into the sea? Sure, aren't we grand here? Don't we have everything we need? 
right where we are. Yeah, and I mean, there is that. And then what about the teammates who are really pushing it and then you're on the coattails of that? But I do think organisations need to look at keeping their employees engaged. Mm. It's not enough to just sign a contract and then not see them again until they say, do you know what, I'm going to move on. You really need to be engaging with them. I was at an event uh, a couple of weeks back by Workplace Wellbeing and it took place down in Indeed, which is thought to be one of the most progressive companies Yes. to work for. So in it, they had several people who are working either as the head of well-being or the head of diversity and inclusion, these kind of job titles in like Enterprise Ireland, ESB, in Indeed, and also in Flutter, who own Paddy Power and Betfair and another group of organisations. And they were talking about how to look after the people in your workplace, especially now that people are hybrid working and remote working. And they were talking about things like keeping meetings like and celebrating the moments that matter is what they called it. So that there has to be times where people come together because that's another reason you come to work is is, is the crack, is the people, isn't it? And feeling... Yeah, I, I would have been a bit kind of cynical about that until COVID. And then I was, I was delighted to get back into the office. Now, half of that was just I was delighted to escape my family. <laughs> Let's be honest about it, Claire. Being brutally miss honest. Them. Well, to miss them, absence makes the heart grow fonder. That, sorry, that was a better I should have thought of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, to miss my family. Um, but it was to get back and to see people. Yeah. A bit of human connection. Yeah, and to have those water cooler moments or a bit of chat about what's going on. Um, they also spoke about the well-being passport that this one of the companies use this. So if you say to your line manager, I need to use the well-being passport, it means there's something going on in your life because we have started to talk about work-life balance. And up until now, we've been like, this is my work life. This is my personal life. And they don't merge, whereas they're looking now to merge it a little bit more so that you have an ability to say, my parents are elderly. They're not well. They need care. I might need to leave early a couple of days a week, but I can make up the work at the weekend Mm. or I can come in early on a Monday or whatever it is, that there's some sort of flexibility or that I might need some time off. Likewise, when you become a parent, that both parents are able to take the time that they need. And and the idea being that that's kind of this open conversation as opposed to it being a case of a manager going, Jesus, Claire's kind of clocking out a lot. You know what I mean? She's she's not really pulling her socks lately. And then someone else has to say, Claire's, mother or father or whatever happens to be is really ill and she's doing this, that and the other. Yeah, or you're not saying anything and then you get to a burnout stage because even though I made the suggestion that people who are remote working may just log on on their laptop and sit and watch Netflix, the reality of the situation, what we're hearing is that people aren't knowing when to switch off and they're leaving the laptop on the dining room table. Some of them some of them don't need any help in switching off now, Claire. I think a lot of people Some of them don't are forgetting to switch off though and mm. the lines are, are blurred a little bit. Maybe. Working into the night not knowing you know how Doing a bit of work during the day might be a, a welcome departure <laughs> for some of the people I'm thinking of. Some, there there will be some. There's always going to be some. But I think if an organisation makes you feel like you are valued like resource groups is another thing that was suggested at that workplace wellbeing event. And so you might have one on a parents group, you might have an LGBTQ group. So there could be information nights, social nights, fundraising, information. I mean, I was at that event in the middle of Indeed. What do they call it? The bleachers. So there were big sort of steps that you sat and you could get free food and 
people were coming in to do talks. It was a whole timetable of talks that would be going on about managing your finances, managing your stress. Indeed was one of the first offices that I was at in in, in Dublin. I was there for a report years ago where they had what was kind of ubiquitous in lots of big offices now, but they had the kind of the the canteen with free food and there was mm. a fridge with free beer. Yeah, and like I know the Google lo- and yeah, the Facebook. they all have it now, have but I just, this was kind of total terra incognita to me now. I just thought this was amazing. Same. We offered this. Same. I mean, there was a smeg fridge there full to the brim with any kind of fancy soft drink you, and, and just help yourself. And there's just something about that. And even, there's something sinister when you think, does that mean they're trying to keep us here when they have pool tables and bean bags? But if you could, more casually talk to your manager over a game of, of pool perhaps mm. maybe you could get further yeah and I guess but you see uh, the, then there's other people though who don't want to engage with any of that they just they, you know they just want to come in and work and clock out at half five and do you remember Jerry Robinson Sir Jerry Robinson you know he saved the NHS he was this businessman from Donegal and it was a, really impressive he passed away a few years ago and he was a big believer in you just work 95 no one should ever work past five o'clock in the evening. Uh, and he's like, you know, multi-millionaire, had been hugely successful entrepreneur and all of that. Um, but you never work past five in the evening. Yeah. And I do think there's there's a lot to be said. And I think during the pandemic, as you mentioned, there was a different air. You could sort of say, listen, my head's wrecked today. I'm going to go for a walk. I'll miss the morning meeting, but I'll log on later on and we can have a chat then. And people were like, okay, we get that. There's a lot going on in the world, but there's still a lot going on in the world. Nobody's really allowed to say that anymore. Or people would rock up to meetings on Zoom with a baby on their knee and it was just an understanding that there was no childcare, so carry on. Whereas, yes, okay, creches and everything have opened again and childminders are allowed back into your home, but you can't talk about that anymore. And I think that's the kind of atmosphere you want to have in work where you can talk about what you need and feel it's being met and then you'll give 110%, I hope. Yeah, well, listen, we're 90 minutes over uh, quitting time then, <laughs> given we should be marching out of here at five o'clock. Did might, I do the bare minimum? We, we might let Andrew Lyles just present the rest of the show, I think. <laughs> Although, is that in his contract? I'm not sure either. Uh, before you go, you wanted a shameless plug or something? Yes, I am hosting an event for Purple House Cancer Support Centre on Sunday. Um, Jerry Hussey is going to be there. Georgie Crawford is going to be there. There's a host of workshops with people like dietitian Orla Walsh, life coach Mark Fennell. The tickets are only 40 quid and it's a full day in Paris Court House and Gardens from 10 till 4pm. So it'll be a fab day and all the proceeds go to the support centre. Um, purplehouse.ie for tickets and more about the fab work that they do. All right. Yeah. Great service. Great setting. And I'm sure it'll be a great event as well. And you can find the tickets there. Claire McKenna, presenter of Alive and Kicking. You can listen to it now uh, as a podcast. Listen, I, I'll stick I'll, say, I'll stick around till seven o'clock today. I'll have to talk to News Talk Management <laughs> about clocking out at five o'clock in the future. Uh, we'll get the news headlines. Here's Andrew. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.